The Headache and Migraine News Podcast. The latest news and tips for those with headaches, migraine, and cluster headache around the world with health writer and researcher James Cottrell. Good afternoon, everyone. I am on my way to have a sleep study done at a sleep clinic. And so I thought I would just stop by and tell you a little bit about it. I realize it's going to be different depending on what doctor you go to, what country you're in, and so on. But uh, I still thought I'd give you just a little bit of an idea of what's going on. I have recommended for various reasons uh, that people should consider getting this kind of a test. And so I am practicing what I preach and getting one myself. So I'm on my way there right now. So I will let you know how it goes. Basically, to prepare, I was given a rather extensive uh, questionnaire to fill out. It's about nine pages in small print of uh, a lot of questions, but they're they're good questions. They're questions to help the uh, people at the clinic understand exactly, you know, what uh, may be causing a problem if there is any problem. Um, there's just all kinds of variables when it comes to how well you sleep. Even if you think you sleep well, which I think I generally do, um, there's there's all kinds of questions that, that need to be asked to make the test really valuable, uh, as valuable as possible. So if you're if you're taking the time to do the test, and if you're if you're spending money, if your insurance doesn't cover it, uh, you certainly need to take the time to make sure your your doctor understands your medical history and. Presumably, you'll get a similar questionnaire and you'll have time to fill it out and think through things and try to be as complete and accurate as you can. The only other thing is basically I was supposed to make sure that there weren't any chemicals on my body anywhere, so that meant um, no uh, shampoo and no gel in my hair or spray or anything like that, hairspray, no deodorant, no lotions, no anything like that so everything had to be well rinsed off and um, yeah you got to go go to your appointment with uh, frizzy hair maybe but that's the way it goes so um, yeah so obviously when you're going to a sleep clinic they try to make you as, as comfortable as possible and you can bring things with you that will help you to be comfortable to a certain extent but obviously you are not going to sleep as well as you would at home, nine times out of ten. But the good news is that that doesn't usually affect uh, the the results of the test. So you can still have a valid study done, even though you may be wondering, wait a second, I'm not going to sleep hardly at all. How, how's this going to work? Well, it's probably going to be okay. Most cases, you can go and um, it'll still be be valuable. Now, you might want to consider um, not scheduling your next exam or um, big day at work or major party for the next day <laughs> because you uh, you know you might be out of it. And especially if you have chronic migraine or something like that, yeah, obviously um, there could be issues. But as far as the study itself goes, uh, it should still work well. So... 
there you go. I'm on my way to the study now. I will tell you a little more about it after I'm done. Just for the record, if you are going to a sleep study, it's probably best not to rush in at the last minute or 10 minutes late. Just for the record, arrive a little early. I'm not saying I was late or anything. I'm just saying for your sake. Alright, I am done with my sleep study, and let me just tell you a little bit about it. Basically, uh, uh, sleep study is a very non-invasive procedure, so nobody's going to drill a hole in your brain and, and uh, stick needles in your skin. It's uh, just a matter of sticking things to your skin, which most people doesn't bother. Some people it might slightly irritate your skin, but uh, I had no problems whatsoever uh, getting the stuff off was a bit of a procedure but other than that uh, no problem it's uh, basically there's some some probes put on there's cameras in the room so that you can be monitored that's the whole point uh, it did take quite a while for them to get me all hooked up to the machine properly it's quite a procedure and I felt like James of Borg by the time it was all done but uh, the idea is now that the wires will be long enough that you can move normally in bed. Now, if you happen to be someone that uh, spins like a tornado in your bed, you may have problems because no matter how long those cords are, eventually they're going to run out. But uh, they are uh, intended to be put on in a fairly sturdy manner and... Uh, made long enough so that you can be as comfortable as possible in your bed. I admit I was not real comfortable, um, but again, this is not a procedure that's painful or anything like that. The The room itself, the, the rooms uh, where you're going to have your sleep test if you decide to do this yourself, uh, they're very comfortable. It's uh, basically like sleeping in a hotel room. They're, they make them as comfortable as possible. You can bring your own uh, things that you need as you get ready for bed. You can sleep in your own clothes. Uh, it's pretty pretty comfortable overall. The bed was comfortable. You're not going to be put in a room with uh, six other people. This is not like the emergency room where you've got a whole bunch of people around and you're just separated from from them by a curtain or something like that. No, it's a, it's a very comfortable room and uh, they make it nice and dark and, and uh, try to make you as comfortable as possible. So that's basically how that works. There's a lot of things that they monitor, um, your oxygen levels, and uh, they, have, they can hear you, they can see you, they can, um, of course, all these probes connected to your skin can give them all kinds of information, and because you're hooked up to a computer, the computer can analyze all that information very carefully. So uh, that's just the way it is. Of course, myself, having been in uh, many years in a headache clinic and being a part of a I was part of a university study on migraine at one point and uh, another clinical trial and many many years with many doctors dentists and other specialists uh, the people in the medical community if they were to get all together they would know more about me than I know about myself so uh, this is not necessarily something extremely new although it is just a bit of a different experience having people uh, monitoring you while you sleep while you sleep if you've never done that before 
So that's about it. Uh, they make it very easy for you, even if uh, you need to use the washroom in the middle of the night. To uh, you can very easily signal them. You can talk to them. You can, uh, although there's no one in the room with you, of course, with all this monitoring equipment, you can very easily get someone's attention. And uh, they are very used to dealing with people with all kinds of different needs. And so you uh, shouldn't have much of a problem as far as that goes. Now, the one thing I would say um, that I didn't do enough of and that you should make sure you do is make sure you have as much information as possible about what exactly is going to happen and how it's going to work. Now, of course, they will try to tell you um, the important things, if, unless you're in a brand new sleep clinic. And even if you are, you have people that are experienced, hopefully. Um, they know exactly... Uh, the common things you're going to need to know so they'll tell you those things but uh, it doesn't hurt to just ask okay what what's going to happen now if, if you're not clear on anything make sure you're asking uh what about this what about that um just be sure to um, be very clear about what's going to happen how long it's going to take what happens in the morning that will help to not only ease your anxiety but just uh, avoid other little problems that may may happen um, once they hook you up um, although you can do things like use the washroom and so on if you need to um, it makes everything a lot more difficult so make sure you have as many questions as you have answered you've uh, so that you're completely ready when they start to hook you up and get you into the bed and so on and so forth so uh, that's my advice at this point what happens after this is that the computer analyzes things and the the uh, experts take a look at the information and there's uh, recommendations made and just details about inform about uh, about your sleep and possible problems that will be given to your doctor so I will tell you about that uh, well from your perspective very soon so that's uh, that's pretty much it just uh, you go, you are hooked up, you, you know, obviously you get ready for bed, you're hooked up, uh, you're put in a very comfortable room, and hopefully you will you will have a good night's sleep, although uh, you don't have to sleep a lot for the results to be successful. Now, there's certain things your doctor may tell you ahead of time, like don't go on a drinking binge before you go for your sleep test and things like that. Uh, obviously, you don't want things that are going to drastically change the way that you sleep. Um, however, whether you sleep very well or you don't sleep so well, uh, most likely they will still be able to get enough information, even from just a little sleep time, to uh, find out if there's any issues that your doctor needs to address. So you don't need to worry too much, oh, I'm not sleeping exactly the way I would at home. That's all right. You can certainly talk to your doctor about that when the time comes, but uh, usually they can get some pretty good results, and you won't have to repeat the test unless something very unusual happens. That's all for now. I will let you know more when I have gone for my results. Hello, I am back to report on my the uh, results of my sleep study, although I'm not actually going to give you my specific results, but I will give you an idea of what happened. I went back to my uh, neurologist, and uh, it was a regular appointment. We went through 
you know the the basics how things are going showed him my uh, migraine diaries and um, discussed just discussed uh, treatment options and so on and then we went into the actual study itself now what your doctor will get is a very detailed report um, he'll get basically uh, an overview and a uh, little uh, red flags basically if there's any specific problems but he will also get graphs and charts and uh, percentages and numbers basically a whole book of information from your sleep I bet you didn't know your sleep was that interesting did you um, some of the major things that they're going to look at um, and I'm going to tell you about are, of course, uh, things related to sleep apnea, um, any kind of breathing issues, any kind of blockages, uh, changes in heart rate are important. Um, the oxygen that you have in your blood uh, throughout your sleep, um, snoring, which can be a, an indication of a problem, it can be related to sleep apnea, and uh, you'll have a chart of just how much deep sleep you had and things like that. So if there are some of these specific things that are red flags, then your doctor can discuss that with you and there may be a specific treatment that you can get related to these things. And this is why the exam I think is so useful for migraine patients to have and that is it's it's an exam that uh, without an invasive procedure can tell you some pretty significant things about your sleep and uh, things that happen during your sleep and your sleep patterns are things that really can influence your migraine attacks quite a bit. So that is something to think about doing. Um, if there is something obvious, then your doctor can go ahead with a certain treatment. If uh, something is maybe there's some red flags, there may be some more testing that he can do. But uh, yeah, sleep is one of those major, major issues. Um, now, your doctor may, depending on what kind of results, for example, if you had a no real serious problems in your sleep exam, he may still have concerns about your sleep. Um, this doesn't mean that you have absolutely no problem with your sleep patterns whatsoever. If you come out with a test that says you're completely healthy, um, your doctor may still be concerned about uh, what you've reported as far as your sleep, um, the fact that maybe you're tired during the day or uh, waking up with a headache or various things like that. So um, he may want to still try and help you sleep better or help you relax more during your sleep with uh, relaxation exercises or certain medications. So um, just because there isn't anything specific that showed up in this test does not mean there is absolutely no problem. And uh, many of you, I'm sure, are used to getting tests back that tell you how incredibly healthy you are, even though you're in terrible pain. And that is a normal thing. But this is, of course, a more specific test uh, towards specific things, and it does measure an awful lot, but uh, it will, um, it's still only things that are related to sleep, and even that certain things related to sleep. So I do think a lot of migraineurs would benefit from this exam and would find significant improvement with treatment that uh, would come as a result of knowing the results of your exam. So 
the uh, interview, interview with your doctor probably won't take a long time. Uh, he should be able to uh, review the information fairly quickly and uh, tell you where to go from there. So um, you can get him to explain a little more if you like, and uh, the rest will will be up to you and your doctor or doctors. So be sure, to, again, to ask the questions you need to ask and be aware of what exactly the results mean. And I think you can get a great benefit from this. I think that's about all. I, I Of course, it's been so long now since I started telling you about this. I, I'm thinking back, wondering if I told you everything about uh, everything I had to do before the exam and everything. But I think this pretty much covers it. So anyway... That is something to think about. I will include a link or two um, at the uh, Headache and Migraine News blog along with this podcast where you can just read some real basic information about the sleep study and um, what it's all about from other sources so you can have a summary rather than having to take me with you and listen every time. And, of course, you're welcome to take me with you anytime you want and and listen to this MP3. You can download it, or, of course, you can subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program. Thanks a lot for listening. This is James Cottrell coming to you from Headache and Migraine News. Have a great day.